back with something we haven't done in a long time. The Realville mashup, long overdue, first of 2021, spring 2021. I got some of the good guys at Realville Media Group here with me. Coach Locke, Spike Lou, and Jay Ho. Fellas, what's good? What's going on, everybody? What it do, though? My guys, my guys, man. Happy birthday, AB. Shout out to the lady, man. Bardo, baby. Bardo, born and raised. You already know. Hey, North Nashville, we here. Unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Unfortunately. You know what it is. Hey, Spike, Uh, hey, you know what it is, though. You know what I'm saying? Worldwide Southside, man. You better know it. (laughs) You made it possible for every other side in the city. Can't trust him. Can't trust him. (laughs) Nah, yeah, right. You can trust the Southside. You can't trust East Nashville people. That's for sure. That's true. That's fair. That's, that's fair. We can agree on that. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, we got a mean slate of topics. If you are new to the uh, network, man, listen, our mashups uh, were something that we did on a regular basis. And we usually break them down into different parts, right? We'd have a section for sports, a section for hip hop, a section for fashion. And then we usually close it with some pop culture talk or whatnot. This time we're gonna we're gonna keep it a little bit the same. We've still got sports, hip hop, and fashion, like as we do at the Full Sport Press, Fresh and Your Average, and on Deck TV podcast. But this time we're gonna close it out not with the pop culture thing. We're gonna close it out with something on the mental health tip. All right, something something with a little bit more meat on the bones, man, that we can talk about and kind of break down. Because uh, we need that right through this gap right here. All right, mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say. Uh, but. Let's kick things off with FSP. I'm throwing it to Locke. We've got a couple of sports topics to touch on first, man. What we got? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Well, everybody knows this time of the year, the NFL draft is coming up. AB doesn't know who to look at because he doesn't watch college football, unfortunately. Got to get you on that college football for sure. Absolutely. Trying. So, you know, we want to get the guys and talk about some draft picks. So what we're going to do right here, we're going to give one pick that we – like that we are for sure about and then we're going to get one pick about somebody we think is going to be a bus all right so we're going to start it with you jay hove give me your one player that you for sure that you basically will put the house on and know he's going to be a player mm-hmm. and the good thing about all of this we played a madden season throughout this pandemic and ab knows every one of these names so he's not as unfamiliar as you might think. And I think he'll have some good picks as well, as far as what he thinks for sure. But I'll kick things off with a for sure. Hey, put the house on Kyle Pitts. I have him going as high as number five to the Bengals. Absolute nightmare on the field. Too big and too fast for linebackers and defensive backs. Plenty of speed. He's going to run a 4-4 whenever you put him out there. He's a new model for a modern tight end. And I'm excited to see just how great he looks on pro day on the 31st. So my, for sure, gas money, house money, whatever you want to do, um, is Kyle Pitts for sure. All right. All right. AB, who you got? Hey, listen, like, like you said, I don't pay too much attention to college football until it's draft time. Cause I got to see what my Packers going to do to get us over that hump. And I like what I'm seeing right now from cornerback JC Horn. I think he's going to be nice. He's too high for my Packers to get him. I'm hot about that. But I like the NFL pedigree. You know, his dad is, was a solid receiver, Joe Horn. Shout out to the cell phone in the end zone. And they said his pro day was hard. Like, he got off on his pro day. And I like, too, that he's not named Joe Horn Jr. So that way he ain't got to worry about the pressures of being in his dad's shadow. He got his own name. He plays a completely different position. He ain't got to be attached to his dad and shit. 
I think he's going to do well. Um, I wish he, I wish we get him in Lambo, but it probably ain't going to happen. Okay. Okay. It sounds good. Lou, who you got? Who you, who you got? Who you rolling with? Name withstanding, I am going to go with the junior or the second or whatever the fuck his name is. That's Patrick Sertain. Uh, can't miss. I think he is the can't miss prospect in this draft. Uh, I wish my Cowboys were able to get him, like A.B. said, uh, as far as his Packers and where they were drafting that. But I, I definitely think that Sertain is going to be the guy as far as stable, long career, the one that you're going to be able to depend on for a long time. Um, you took my pick, though, with Kyle Pitts. Say. That's what originally what I was going to go with. I think he's going to be a monster as far as tight end. Cowboys pick low. Y'all can get anybody. I'm going to be real. Y'all, y'all right there at the bottom, comfortable. Y'all can get anybody. Anybody we name, y'all can get them. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't need that much. Good thing about my squad, we, we right there. We don't need that much. We do need some more defensive backs, which I wish Sertain was on our radar, but he not. Or safety. Yeah, yeah, not gonna get him at all. Not at all. No, nah, we're not getting him. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna wrap it up for the first one. I'm gonna go with Jalen Waddle from Alabama. Devontae Smith was getting all the shine this year because Waddle got hurt. So people forgot about him. He ran a 4-3 and a 40. He's bigger, he's stronger, and he's faster than Devontae. It's just people seem to forget about him because he got hurt. But before he was hurt, he was really one of the main guys that was allowing Alabama to roll like they were. Not saying Devontae Smith wasn't cooking too, but Waddle was also cooking. So I think Waddle's going to be a steal for somebody. He'll probably go mid or late because of the injury. You think he's, what, the best receiver in the draft or the third best? No, he's not the best. Okay. He's not the best, no, at all. Jamar Chase is going to be the best wide receiver in this draft for sure. But I got it in Smith. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Ooh, y'all. That's saying what? a lot. Hey, hey, lot. So this is the thing now. Now, now you guys in the FSP world, you get these picks, they become your mans. So in turn, <laughs> when something happens, there's going to be slander on each of your picks. So you got to remember that. For sure. They, people going to say it's your man, even though it might not be your man's, i.e. J-Hole. But once you pick them, if they terrible, they become your man. But it always seems that when his don't come out here, say, no, nah, that was my man's. Give I was going to tell y'all about Give me one, lot. Give me one. Do you want mm-hmm. Isaiah Briscoe? I always said that was my guy. Yeah. But right. what are we talking about? Then, uh, said, yeah, after you accused yeah. him of saying it when this guy <laughs> said, yeah, no, like, so you I don't, you can't feel confident tying yourself to water like this with the injuries and shit like it. Why can't I? And, and it depends a lot on where he's going to go. One thing I think about, there's a lot of receivers being praised in this draft. I don't think Chase Smith, Waddle, like all of the pits, uh, even though he plays tight end, like everybody not going to work out. I think the trend is about to go away from the receivers being as good as we've seen them in the last previous couple of years. So that's why I, that's why I was questioning the waddle pick. Got you. Got you. Got you. All right. So now that we've given guys that we for sure about, we're going to give somebody that we think is going to be a bus. All right, Jay Hove, back to you. Who do you got being a bus? Man, this is a rough one because there are a lot of busts that's going to happen right in the end of the first round. Um, but I'm going to go with Chubba Hubbard, man. I know he had a 2,000-yard season, but in between that 2,000-yard season, he had a 725. And I just don't think that his game will translate into the NFL. It'll be very similar to Rodney Anderson, who had all those years at Oklahoma, and now he plays in the uh, fan control league. So, yeah, man, Chubba Hubbard, I don't believe in him. I'm selling all the stock on Chubba Hubbard. Is Chubba his legitimate name? Facts. 
Yeah, really? I mean, now nah, his real name is something different, but he goes by it's Chupa. That's what, like he but, yeah. they know him by that. He's like it's on his Wikipedia and all that shit. Yeah, as far sure. as what he go by. Uh, running back, an easy pick though. You don't think? Like yeah, it's, it's easy a low for hanging fruit. Yeah, it's low hanging fruit. Yeah. Yeah. And and then again, it's also easy for him to, to do his thing because that's probably the most expendable job. I'm sure everybody has said that in the sports world. But I think that you can plug him in anyway. Like even if he don't work the first place, he can work the next place because he a good bet. That ain't necessarily true because you look at a person like Kenyon Drake who's been bounced around and it just never he really was serviceable worked. though. He served. He was serviceable right? last year. You look at Chuba Hubbard. People saying that he was going to be a top 10 pick. He's going to be the next Leonard no. Fournette. Top, I've heard that when he, yeah. and then he had 725. So but that ain't his, it ain't his fault that he won't be a top 10 pick. He got the talent. It's just to look at the last one, Zeke, Saquon, McCaffrey, like everybody now are wondering if they mistakenly paid those running backs. I know the Cowboys are the Panthers. They wanted to trade McCaffrey and um whoever the other dude I just said. Saquon. <laughs> Yeah, Saquon. I don't know about say he he was hurt. Yeah, like when nobody's paying or drafting a running back, even after we've seen like Saquon, I suppose have been a generational talent. Yeah, I don't think then, the Giants still agreeing with that pick that they took him right there. But look at Jonathan Taylor, two thousand yards every year that he played. Right, he just goes mm -hmm. to the Colts, and that shit just transitions. I don't think Hubbard is going to transition like that. So if I'm I'm not if I can get him with a third round pick, I see what you're saying, Lou. If you get him third, fourth round for sure. I'm not spending a first round pick on Trevor Hub. No way. All right. So we're going to shoot it to you, AB. Who you got? Man, the guy I'm scared of, y'all, y'all almost all had him on y'all's locks, and that's Kyle Pitts. Um, I get it. Mm -hmm. I, I know he's a tight end. He's super souped on J Ho's Madden squad. I don't care how souped he is on Madden. Well, it sounds like some personal is, distaste right here, not even just based on ability. It's just like he killed you with him. Absolutely not. The, ch <laughs> oh, the champs are here. You feel me? The champs? You want to talk about that? I, Ooh, Chris, talk about hey, what hey, AB has won one. Give me your last four Super Bowls. Talk to me. What have you done for me lately? I get the last one. It was a W. All two played in the last four Super Bowls? No. That's no. No. No, what I'm saying is he's lost his last four Super Bowls and he won one. Snuck in one one. Damn, Snuck Buffalo in one Bills. one. And then you know who he played? He played Does Coach Wayman. Coach Wayman with that. You know, Coach Wayman got bubble screens. Wing T offense. Yes, yeah, man. Wing, it's it's real. It's real Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Kyle Pitts. The only reason I say this because I know I, I'm hearing he's special. He got all the measurables and that's cool. In the last 20 years, how many tight ends have been worth a top five pick, though? Like, let's be honest, though. Four, maybe five. It's just it's, it's tough to bank on that. I'm seeing them going four to the Falcons. And, they, and like, I, I'm rather – I rather would take a quarterback. Like, I, they got him going over fields. Yes. Like, I just I, – that, that's rough to me for yes. a tight end. That, but four or five max, bro. That's it. That's how I mean we've seen. So if you're telling me he's that much of an anomaly, okay, cool. I just – I'd be scared of it. That's all I'm saying. I think it's just like the running backs, what we were saying with tight ends. Like, Kelsey is arguably the best player in the league outside the quarterback position. And I think that's what everybody is now looking for. We've seen Kansas City be successful with the versatile tight end like Kelsey. They may not have been drafted, like you said, high, but you got Kelsey and Hopper and all of these different tight ends in the league right now. Kittle, they dominate. If you got a good tight end, you damn near mark for the playoffs. Kittle, Kelsey, Gronk. John U. Smith. And Gates. Now, that, them niggas not worth top five picks, though, that you name it, though. They're good tight ends, though. 
This is what I'm trying to tell you. What if I told you that Cal Pitts was all of those? It's Travis Kelsey and George Kittle combined. Uh, well, and if that's the, if that's the case, he need to go number one because he a beast. Top five. The question is, can he block? Like, like, see, Kittle can. Do that matter though? Like in Kittle 2021, does that matter if my tight end, if my, if he can <laughs> do what Kyle Pitts can do? Like, bro, you ain't even got to block. You just got to be bigger than a nigga that's checking you and be faster than it. No, I take it all day. That. I get that. I was saying if he combined in one, because he got better block if you combine in all of them, because Kittle can block. Kelsey Kittle can block. block. So, but this is the thing, though, fellas. That's why you run two tight ends now. Yeah. Because you get one that can block, and it's one that's going to be out there like, and that's saying, listen, Kyle Pitts, he can block, but it's more of a Travis Kelsey type of blocking than, than you know, Kittle. Kittle's a blocking tight end. That's why he got drafted to block. Guess what? He can also go out and get damn near 100 catches and 1,500 yards, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was a reach. I'll even go on a further limb with mine for this one. I know this is going to put J-Ho over there in a frenzy and, and possibly the rest of FSP. I'm going with every other quarterback besides Trevor Lawrence. All of them. Gone. Bust. None of them are going to be good. All of all the teams that are drafting first-round quarterbacks, they're talking about five going in the first round. Everybody drafting one is not Trevor Lawrence is going to be drafting another quarterback in the next three years. I promise <laughs> you that. All of them. Boy, you gonna all you, of them. Hey, listen, you're gonna look all back at that take, and boy, your Twitter gonna be in shambles. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I, none of these guys are good. Like they think Zach Wilson is gonna be well, I won't say good. They'll be serviceable Baker Mayfield or lower types, but you don't I don't see any superstars other than Trevor Lawrence in that five that people are talking about taking in the first round, especially your guy from Alabama. Matt. The, the last mashup we had, I came on and I told you guys about Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. What if I told you that Justin Fields is going to have a better career than Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> Hot take shower. Going where? Going where? where it's where happened would you his have entire life. He had a better high school career. Nah, get out of he here, had a man. better college career. It hasn't been his entire life because he wasn't the number one high school prospect coming out. Yes, he was. He was not. Yes, he was. He, he, was, higher, he was rated higher than Fields? Fields was rated higher than Lawrence. I mean, excuse me, Lawrence. I don't believe that. <laughs> Lawrence has been the number one quarterback since he's came out of high school. So they they play in Elite 11, right? Nah, nah, you're giving me Trent Dill for shit. I'm talking oh. about the serviceable <laughs> Scouts, Inc., all the other stuff. They don't, Everybody else had Lawrence one. No, dude, they have they have him ranked in two different things. Like, my boy Fields. And, and listen, <laughs> I told you both of them guys. One was going to be Dan Marino, and the other one was going to be uh, Russell Wilson. Bro. Mm. Like both, lot, bro, those kids, they're great, great quarterbacks. I just don't like Jacksonville for Lawrence. I don't Wait, know using the right way. Who whose career is better, Dan Marino's or Russell Wilson's? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's. Really? Dan Marino arguably the best quarterback of all time, though. That's what I'm saying. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson will never be in that conversation. Even that, Dan, Marino, Dan Marino doesn't have an MVP, bro. He's still the best. Arguably, if people talk about quarterbacks, Dan Marino's name always going to be mentioned. R Russell Just Wilson because of yards. When it's correct. Nah, it's not because of yards. It's because he was the first. He, he had 49 touchdowns in the 80s, dude. <laughs> in 84, that was unheard of. That's true. But Russell yeah. Wilson's name will be brought up in those categories when it's all said and done. He will be brought up as a great quarterback. He will never be mentioned as one of the, the best. Like, he ain't going to be in that conversation with Tom Brady and Joe Montana and John Elway and Dan Marino. Dan Marino's not in that conversation no more, Luke. Dan Marino is definitely – he went to the, the Super Bowl his one time. rookie one, year. 
And he, he was never sniffed, year, bro. He, he never just, sniffed a big game after that. That ain't his. That wasn't his fault. That was the Dolphins' fault. So, okay, so you okay? You coming so, fresh into the league and you go to the Super Bowl your first year. What other quarterback done that besides what Russell Wilson did? Yeah, and he won. Yeah, he did. I, I, I will Dan Marino. <laughs> I will say this though: I'm scared for y'all Niners though, because trading up. If y'all take a quarterback, trading up for a quarterback hasn't. I can't tell you last time it worked out well for you. Look at the Bears. Who you that think the, who y'all think the Niners are gonna take? Justin Fields probably, because <laughs> we're not we're not gonna Trevor Lawrence gonna be gone, gone with Thanks. the wings. So we're gonna have to get Y'all think y'all going with the tackle, Penny Sewell? Y'all like y'all y'all done with Garoppolo? Is what y'all said. This fans y'all are done with. One year, one more year. You get Fields learn the. Put Fields on the bench at the third. You don't move up to the third pick to put Fields on the bench. Yeah, one what year. Are you talking there about? You can. They can. let him get his reps and stuff. Yeah. Every top five. Then you gonna drive Jimmy G. I think you drive Jimmy G. Stock down if you do that. If I if I'm moving up to three to draft Fields, I want him on the field this year. Nah, we gonna let y'all not taking Fields though. You know who, who you we taking? Take? Yeah, I think y'all taking Lance. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't see that. Hey, he calls luck. Good luck. He's cold too. He's cold too. Luck with that. I do like. If I had to pick one of them, though, I would pick him because of the situation. If he goes to Atlanta, if he go to Atlanta and sit behind Matt Ryan for a year, I think that he could be good. Lance, I don't see so, anybody else though. You wait, wait, wait. So you mean to tell me? And, and I love Trey Lance. This right. is the year of my quarterbacks. I love Trey Lance. You just got but all five of them, you guys. Three, just three, five. just three. All right. Listen, there's no way. There's no way that Justin Fields. It's going to be a situation where he drops the ball because he's playing in that Shanahan offense, dog. The sky's yeah. the limit for that kid, man. The Trey Lance is going to be great, too. It's just the FCS. That you know what I see it. when I see Justin Fields? Troy Smith. Oh, shit. I'm That's what I see when I see pick, him, dude. Man. Yeah, lock who you got for your bus. Man, Ooh. Luke mentioned this guy. I just don't think it's going to translate. We've seen it before Alabama. I don't think Matt Jones is going to be what they think he is. Yes, he threw for over 4,000 yards. He led them to the, the national championship, but the team was loaded. They had everything he needed. He could hand the ball off. He could throw it to Devontae Smith. He had everything he needed. I just think when he gets into the league, he's not going to be mobile enough. Yeah, he ran a 4-9 and a 40, but I still don't think it's different running from the Aaron Donald out there. It's totally different. I just think it's not going to work out. We've seen this before. A.J. McCarron. He didn't throw for 4,000 Alabama, but he was good at Alabama. I don't think it's going to work out, Mac Jones. Street saying San Francisco might take Mac Jones. That's a lie. That's going to be nuts. I'm going to be real. Boy, that's listen, gonna be listen, nuts. I had six caps to put on my head right now. <laughs> listen, if we take Mac Jones, you I'm done. Van. You, no, no, you I'm done. Him. You're Titans yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, Titans fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even a Titans fan. I just, I'm a, you know, I'm a casual gonna football. Be a free agent. It's over with. Yeah, it's over with. <laughs> I'm so upset if we. I'm trying to think of what the Cowboys will have to do for me to give up on them. Hey, if you ain't gave up on them, you ain't gave up on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that was threw that up there for somebody. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. All right, so the second question we have for everybody: the NBA is kicked off. We're a little past halfway through the season. A lot of things have gone on. So we're going to give our thoughts on the NBA season thus far and also give our MVP of the season thus far. We're going to kick it to you, j Ho. Who you got? This year, man, in the NBA has been a little bit more intriguing than I thought because NCAA was trash. It's very hard to watch college basketball this year. 
Um, very, very happy to kind of see the emergence of Zach Levine. Um, I think he's a franchise player that we have on our team now. Yeah, we just need one more score. And I think, uh, you know, if we didn't draft Patrick Williams, we'd have had a player uh, at the three position. Uh, and we ain't got to talk about that. But, yeah, um, as far as my MVP, hey, if we're going with the most valuable player to a team, it's Chris Paul, man. Steve Nash won MVP with similar numbers and the exact same standards with the exact same team. The Suns are good. Number two in the West. Tell me where the Suns were last year. Anything short of an all-out collapse with the Suns. They'll be in the playoffs for the first time since, what, 2010? CP's 16th season in NBA, and it's his 14th consecutive team that he's had winning records for, especially the year before, prior to when he gets there. So uh, CP is a consummate winner, the best leader in all of basketball, man. So, yeah, this is MVP to lose. It's his to lose? Man, listen. Um... That would be a nice story, though. But And we knew what he was going to do with Phoenix. This, we're not surprised at all. But then he's not going to get that trophy, though. That hard work going to somebody else that I'm about to talk to. I mean, that I'm about to talk about. But first, thoughts on the first half of the season, though. Specifically, my team, my Pistons, we stink. Uh, we're competitive. We hang in there. And we're losing in the last two minutes every game. And I love all of that shit. Because when Adam Silver come up on that stage – whenever the hell the draft is, and he better be calling our name first, and I'm here for it because we about to turn around real quick. We got the young boys playing. We got the dudes that we paid playing, but they're playing only well enough to hang in the game so we can lose. That's a perfect season so far for my Pistons. The, the MVP thing is tricky, though. It's been up and down all season. First it was Jokic, then it was Embiid, then it was LeBron, and it ain't going to be none of them three. It's going to James Harden. Um, he's the MVP right now. 26, 11, and 9 since joining Brooklyn. Everybody was questioning, can he play with Durant? Can he play with Kyrie? Who's going to take the back seat? The question really has is going to be, like, who was going to keep them afloat while Kyrie is out every other game and Durant hasn't played in God knows how long. I'd be forgetting he didn't play for the Nets. I ain't going to lie. I'd be forgetting Durant is literally in Brooklyn playing for them. That's how little he's played this year. Harden playing 39 minutes a game, keeping the lights on. When all three of them are healthy, they're going to breeze through the East and go to the finals. Harden getting that, uh, that MVP trophy. Easy, easy call. We've seen this before out of Harden, for sure. This is this is the typical Harden. This is what he does. Regular season, he's great. Then playoffs, he's nowhere to be found. But I think this would be the year without a change because he ain't got no pressure now, especially if Kyrie and KD is playing. He'll be the third option again. And his experience will get him over the hump this year. Thank you. So you're going with him too? No, 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 no. I didn't say he was going to be MVP. I Who just you said have? We've seen, I have. I'm a novice. So I'll let you guys go first. Okay. That's a good point. But like, like AB mentioned, it's been all over the place. My thoughts on NBA, first of all, I didn't think it was going to be that great because of COVID with everybody going back, playing in their own arenas. It's been harder to watch because you might cut the game on and one team might have eight players, three on the bench, five on the court. And it's like, come on, man. We, we know how that's going to go. But I still watch it because I love basketball. So it could be – I guess it's the best it could be considering what they're dealing with. The injuries are piling up, like you mentioned. LeBron is out. Embiid is out. Who I have one of my MVPs, Embiid. He's in the first half of the season. And that's what we're talking about. First half of the season, it's Embiid. 
He's averaging 29.9, 11.5 rebounds, 3.3 assists on 52% from the field, 42% from the three. Your big is shooting 42% from the three. What else you want him to do? He has his team with the best record in the league at the time. So I went with Embiid for my MVP. Mm. That's fair. Uh, that ain't going to stick, though, but that's fair. Isn't he hurt right now? Yeah, yeah. he hurt. He hurt. Most of the LeBron hurt, too, right? Yep. Um, My thoughts on the first half, I don't know why my Celtics are struggling. Y'all claim that they have two superstars. I think that they have one and a half, the half being Tatum. I'm more than happy to get rid of Tatum. I don't care how that sounds to you avid NBA fans, but I look and I see it. I just don't see uh, them winning the championship with him and um, Brown. It's going to have to be somebody else without Kimber Walker was that person. I guess he's hurt. However it need to happen, I don't think the Tatum is going to be the, the Batman ever on that team. So if I need to bring a Batman in, I definitely would be for that. If that means getting rid of Tatum, that's cool to me because I think Brown is the one that's the, the glue to that team right now, him and Marcus Smart. Um, that's my thought on my Celtics. If I had to go MVP with what I've been watching in MVP, uh, of the NBA, like I take Jokic. He's been the best player in the league. He has the least around him, in my opinion, even though Porter's been hooping. And I mean, Murray is Murray as far as him doing what he do. But Jokic make that shit look easy. He makes it look a lot easier than it should being an unathletic seven-foot white guy. Uh, as far as passing the ball, impact on the game and everything that he does, I go with him. I think that that would be the biggest or the most valuable player in the league this year. Though I do like the Chris Paul dark horse pick. CP's hooping, man. Nuggets Chris are fit right Chris now. Paul is the best point guard over the last 14 years, like you said. Doesn't mean he's the MVP, but. <laughs> You're wrong about Tatum, though, Lou. You're real wrong about yeah, that. You, you wrong. I don't understand why. why. Why are the Celtics 21 and 20 if I'm wrong about it? Because he can't score 100 points. He should. Y'all saying he can. He can only score 30. <laughs> no. No, he, is he giving us 30? Yeah, he like, even, with the, even with the 30, it don't impact the game like a star shit. In my like, he, he don't give me superstar. Y'all are saying he's a superstar. So what do you want him to do to be a superstar? I want, if if it's him and another superstar in Brown, I want to be better. He's than not Brown. a superstar. Brown is not a superstar. Brown's not a superstar. So if you got that good of a B, then you should definitely be better than a 500 team. That's what I'm saying. Now, y'all tell me no, that I'm bro. wrong. Y'all watch more basketball than me. Am I Kimba wrong? Kimba Walker is the problem, bro. He's been very inconsistent in the first half of the season. JB is there to play offense and defense. He's their three and D guy. Okay. On top of that, you need a third score. To be a contender in the NBA, you need a third score. Kimba Walker has not been that third score. Tristan Thompson hadn't lived up to his snuff. That's why you bring in Vuce. They bring – not Vuce, but um, what's the kid's name? Fournier. 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 Yeah, they brought in Fournier. That's a good pickup. I, yeah. I ain't mad at the – I mean, but, eh. again, if, if Tatum is as nice as – like, where y'all put him in? Is he top 10 in the league? Not this year. He's not. No, no I wouldn't not. say that. No. Oh, okay. Got but it. he's – I think he's the number four small forward in the NBA. Who are the three people that are in front of him? Durant. Durant. Kawhi. Oh, no. You're not telling me he's the fourth person behind those three people. And have like, all is. of those people are witty. Why doesn't why he win? Because <laughs> I tell me, I mean, we, we're not gonna keep going in circles, man. Y'all got I understand y'all saying the supporting cast and team, but those people, Boston has the same cast damn near that they've had for the last years that they have not sucked. So, what changed this year? Kimba Walker, get out of here, man. We can move on. <laughs> what y'all the third seed last year? Y'all exactly. That's my point. What are you saying? Because Kimba's hurt? 
Yes. Oh, man. He's like playing the same. That's fantastic. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, also in these matchups, man, it includes On Deck TV, Hip Hop, and man, us going over the hip hop standouts for the past quarter. COVID kind of made it different, man. So with that being said, one of the questions we want to know is post-COVID, post-COVID, who is going to be the MVP of the rap game? And you cannot pick Aubrey Graham. So minus Aubrey Graham. Jay, who you got? Hey, man. <laughs> Luke going to kill me for this. But um, I got Jack Harlow, man. He has the most slept on hip hop album of 2020. He's about to drop another project this summer. Has a rumor collab coming out with Drake. He'll be able to tour that album, which in turn his Tiny Desk was the best Tiny Desk of 2021 so far. That's nuts. I think he will have a Roddy Rich run circa 2019 this summer, man. So give me Jack Harlow. Mm. Chet Hank said it was a year of the white boy. Yeah, he said it was him, him and Jack, Jack Harlow, Harlow and John B. And John, well, he should, you know, he should have put Travis Kelsey in there. That was the only way mm. people would know what he was talking about. He had to say John B's name. Hey, That's the only know. way people knew he even get the context. Nah, what he was Travis about. Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, his, Nick, his name is Killer Trav. Like, come on, lock. Oh, who's yeah, get Jack Harlow <laughs> off the basketball court, though. Tell him to stay off the basketball court. You beating Jack Harlow one on one easily. You got work for him. <laughs> easily. <laughs> gonna be some of the easiest work. <laughs> now, real That's quick, did y'all listen to that Jack Harlow project? It's bad. Right. Yeah, the yeah. album was good though. Album MVP, was good picking Jack Harlow for MVP is nuts. That's it was nuts. good though. That's nuts. He could have a great album. Like I, I'm beginning to believe you're pushing the white agenda in hip hop. You champion G Easy. Now you're talking about Jack Harlow, like you're an Eminem closet fan. It's just nuts, man. Dude, I hate Eminem. That's just nuts. I hate Eminem. So you compensating for like yeah. with G Easy and Jack Harlow. I've yeah, never a, like just like a, just like niggas not riding around listening to G Easy <laughs> or Eminem. They definitely, they definitely are not riding around listening to Jack Harlow. But shout out to him though. He a talented kid. I wouldn't. I'm not thinking. <laughs> like who you got? Um, this guy, man. He's about to drop an album, said he's gonna change it up. He's about to drop a Nike collab again. He just dropped his seltzer, liquor. Travis Scott, man, the world's going back up. He's gonna go back on tour. People are gonna go nuts over the album. Well, it's good or not. I know you said he's gonna change up the sound of this album, which I'm nervous about, but he's gonna rise to the occasion again. If he goes on tour, it's gonna sell out everywhere he goes. People gonna be there trying to get signed shoes. He just went down here and went to a random gas station and they had to shut the street down because he was giving out the seltzer and signing autographs. People still bringing cereal boxes and everything. It's amazing that he hasn't lost any of that fire considering he hadn't put an album out in what, couple of years? But this album is about to come out and I think it's just gonna catapult him back into the spotlight even more because he's gonna have music to go along with the shoes and the drinks and everything he's doing. So I'm gonna go Travis Scott. Yeah, that utopia is definitely on the way and it's gonna be a problem. He got too much money behind him for to, to fail on it if we keep it in the stack. At worst, they'll have the best writers in the world in the studio with him. <laughs> That's at worst. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I can respect the Travis Scott. Who you got, AB? 
Uh, man, like the MVP field this year is wide open, man, for the taking if we not counting Drake. Um, all the A-listers are afraid to drop because they can't tour right now. So with that being said, I'll go out on a limb and I'll take somebody a little bit younger. I'll say it's Roddy Rich's time to get back in the mix right now. Um, the radio is still playing ball and in the box like they came out yesterday for some reason. And they really need to stop that shit. Like it, that, that proves that his records have lasting power, but they, we need a new batch. It's time for a new batch. He sat out 2020 smartly um, because it wasn't too much he could do anyway, with the, with the exception of a, like a, a remix here or, a, you know, a remix there. He was super low key. But I think they've been cooking up his new project and that's going to be ready to go. He's going to have music for the radio, the clubs. I think it's going to sound good in the stadiums. So I think Roddy Rich is going to uh, I think he's going to do big shit this year and he's going to come back out. He's he's proven he's got proven hit making ability, man. So I, I think he's gonna go go super tough this year in 2021. Man, you guys really went out on limbs with your picks. Travis Scott, Jack Harlow, and, and Roddy Rich, man. Yeah, those are those are limbs, actually. Wow, man. These like you just said nobody know. rides around to Jack Harlow, so that would be a limb to call him yeah. the MVP. I mean, he, got a, he got he's had a major push uh, and way more than any other white boy in his category. So I'm not saying that that's a <laughs> He, he has a chance, like I said, with all the stuff behind him. I would go a little bit deeper in the crates if I'm going to just like pick a dark horse, someone who hasn't already experienced the success that these people are talking about that you guys have had. And I'm going to go with ESTG. I think that he has a strong push out of Louisville, Kentucky. Strong, strong push capitalizing off artists like Lil Baby, artists that are street-oriented and had a big impact this year. COVID is going to be over. People looking to get out. People looking to party. And my dark horse, my dark horse behind him is Pooh Shiesty. Either one of those two guys definitely going to be the biggest impact that you guys are going to see for this coming out of COVID. People don't want to hear that shit y'all talking about, man. The reason, my bad, was this rookie of the year or was this MVP? It's MVP. It's MVP. You guys are naming people that have already been MVPs. Like, I have no idea. I don't even, go ahead. Nobody no, has people. had an MVP season, so I don't know. Roddy Rich, Roddy Rich had the biggest year that yeah, he's yeah. ever going to have as an artist that the last year that he dropped, bro. He wasn't Travis MVP. Scott is year, Travis bro. Scott, and I, I'm Jack Harlow. I don't even know. That's some kind of white agenda to chase. The reason you, you, you were lockpicked, like, those people have been MVPs in the last two seasons. Like, that that's low-hanging fruit. Oh, I'm going with people who out. made, like, coming out of COVID, like, a new face was my impression of it. You guys are talking about people that already are MVPs. Jack Harlow is not an MVP. I'm not Jack Harlow, you nigga. You know I'm not ESPG. talking about Jack Harlow. It's because of Jack Harlow. No, it's not. What the? What? He put him on his single. No, he didn't. Lil Baby is the reason he's hot right now. Prior to that, he was just out here. You you heard him through Jack Harlow? That's yes. Great. That's great. He's on his single. To, that's what I'm saying. How would I? I don't listen to Jack Harlow. That's your problem. If you heard that Jack Harlow project, you'd be like, oh, I ain't gonna lie. Then I'd be like, oh, my boy ESCG on there. <laughs> That's what I would be like. <laughs> That's exactly what I would say. Nice picks, though, guys. The I question was I MVP. Forward. I look forward Drake. to that low-hanging <laughs> fruit coming through. Great I mean, predictions, fellas. That's, that's like saying you're going you're gonna to no, somebody to come in that nobody's really heard of that's going to be yeah. a rookie that's going to win MVP. When is that ever like, like Roddy Rich did? He hasn't won MVP. What are you talking oh. about? Roddy Rich wasn't the MVP of 2019. He's forcing that Roddy Rich MVP. He wasn't the MVP of 2019 with the box, with the whatever the name of that song is. The lead, you don't even the know box. the name of the song, bro. <laughs> the box, I'm being funny. <laughs> he wasn't the MVP? 
No. Oh my God. Who who was that year? That was that was that was the same year that Astro World came out. So which one is it, bro? Which one? Who had the MVP? If they say if they, they came were, out y'all the niggas year? named the co-MVP of the same year. Next topic. The last year. <laughs> Why is Drake excluded? That's what I. That was the most important thing of that question. Why are we excluded? What? Drake? He just it's like. The- he dropped a three piece and we went one, two, three, dude. No, I just want to know why he excluded though. You have to exclude him. He's That's the why. exclusion. Meaning what? That's like, the you, don't think he, you don't think you that he can have an MVP got, season? You can't pick the guy who's got the top three songs on Billboard. That's too easy. There are a lot of people writing him off and he still has stuff to prove. I'm asking, do you guys think that he could be even bigger this year? Do you look forward to what he's about to do? Yeah. Yeah, he just broke another record, bro. Every day we look up and he breaks a record. So he he still got room to grow, believe it or not. I don't no idea why you're using that condescending tone as if I've offended your lover boy over there. But I'm just asking the question of why we excluding Drake. You I'm have just looking to, for points. Dude. It would be like LeBron, because because Drake can win MVP every year, dog. But usually at the end of their careers, the argument that you have against a LeBron is people started excluding him because of the greatness that he has. Drake can still go further. He has still has a higher cap. I think he can still impress us even more is what I'm saying. It's voter fatigue, just like you got with LeBron. Nobody votes yeah. for LeBron. LeBron can win MVP the last eight years, bro. Because he, he impressed everybody last year. He averaged 10 assists. Great. I think Drake's going to have a big year, MVP year. Too. We all do. Next topic. Here's a good one. If you could hang out w- with anyone in hip hop for a day when COVID-19 is over with, who are you choosing to re-enter the streets with? Animal Brown, I'll start with you. Uh, I'm going to go Swiss. I'm going Swizzy because you just said hip hop person, so it doesn't have to be a rapper. Um, I started following Swiss on IG probably about four or five years ago because of what he was doing. I thought it was interesting that he went back to school. I was like, what, what is that about? And then he had some dope like art shit that he used to post. And so that's when I started following him like outside of the music. Before then, I really didn't know too much about Swiss other than his production. Man, since then, he's been one of my favorite hip hop people like in the game outside of the music. So I would love to chop it up with him go over the thought process for growing a brand like Versus and the vision for it moving forward. So uh, I just watched him on The Breakfast Club, him and Timberland, thank God Timberland didn't really talk that much, Swiss did all the talking. Uh, and he mentioned that they had some behind the scenes making of type stuff coming soon for Versus, which I thought was cool. I always like to see behind the scenes, behind the kind of the veil or whatnot. And so I'm interested to see that. And I just, I, I would love to know like the thought process of who, why he chose the company that he chose to partner with. Um, versus other companies that were coming at him. So just business, it's more on the business tip that I would want to wrap with Swiss. And he's got the the most latest, hottest brand um, that we, we saw in COVID for the culture that is in Versus. So I chop it up with Swizzy. Locke, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with somebody that's going to kind of put me around a sports realm. And recently his actions have also played in this because he's going to be ready to kick it like everybody is because of COVID. And I'm going to go with Quavo. He just broke up with his girl. He's ready to be out here and kicking it, ready to go all over the place. But he's also into sports. So I know I can hit him up and be like, hey, get the hoop session going with other hip-hop people. He's going to be able to call J. Cole, get him at the hoop session. He'll be able to call a few NBA players. He'll have the access to get into the, the gym where you always see Melo and all those guys. So we got the good private hoop session going on. We're going to have that. We're going to go shower. Then we're going to go hop on the jet and go wherever we want to to kick it. Yeah. Pause <laughs> on the shower part. 
<laughs> Come on, man. Come on, dog. <laughs> I said, I'm going to go hop in the shower? You didn't say, <laughs> I'm going to go hop in the shower. You said, we. <laughs> <laughs> said, we. Pause, there. Aye, aye. Okay, okay. Under review. Like you said, under review. Oh, hey, Quavo single out here, man. Don't let him get you in trouble, man. That's all. <laughs> Don't let him get you caught up. Lord have mercy. Oh, That's shit. funny shit. Ooh. Jay, who you got? Man, me and Rose, man, we hitting the streets, man. We working out at the estate. We riding the bikes inside the crib. You know what I'm saying? Seems That's like funny. a solid cat to hit the streets with. I don't smoke, so you know he gonna you gonna be smoking some of the best, you know. So maybe I'll run an edible. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I I put him on game, <laughs> getting some fits off with his body type. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, Husky Nation. Hey, B, you gotta holler at him. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of. You know what I'm saying? He got to figure out his body type to go with his fit. So I help him out with that, man. Got to gotta figure that out for sure. He got to go a little bit more baggier. But yeah, man, I'm hitting the streets with Rose, man, for sure. That's funny. Uh, that, that's a good pick. I couldn't figure out anybody that I would hang with other than Jay-Z. Mine was whole. Uh, whatever he got going on as far as how I can figure out to get a billion dollars like he got, show me the way. A cooler 24 hours with Hove after the COVID post that going to the uh, meetings about selling title and uh, being able to figure out the different streaming sources. What I'm figure, what I definitely uh, figured he's about to be in too with the new move that he made with title and with Jack and with Square. So mine would be Jay Z. We should have excluded Jay from this like we excluded Drake from the MVP. Right, yeah. Low hanging yeah. fruit. You want to talk about the low hanging fruit? Yeah, oh, yeah I just I couldn't think of another person though. I, I don't want to hang with Jay Z, bro. I think he's gonna disappoint me, man. I don't want to. Well, I'm not expecting much though, but I don't like to do much either. So that's why I say that I ain't trying to go hoop with Quavo. I ain't doing none of that. I ain't I ain't going riding with Rose bikes. I ain't doing none of that. <laughs> Jay Z was the only person I figured like it wouldn't uh, entail much of like having to do outside activity other than the shit that I'm interested in, like business shit. So you, that's why I say Jay Z. You gonna get it with real big and come to the Rock Nation brunch? Exactly. Trying to figure those moves. Out. Give me, show me the plays. I ain't, I ain't trying to do no activities. <laughs> so, so. Heard you, heard you. Let's move right along to fresher than your average man. Um, our first topic, we'll talk about anti-bots now to combat the bot craze that's going on. It's taking over the pandemic in a couple of years prior to Nike has been developing its very own anti-bot technology. Question I have for you guys. Will this work for the culture to get more W's? Start with you, A.B. Uh, in a short answer, no. Uh, but even though I don't even believe that they are really stressing a fix, <laughs> but let's assume that they are, because they did come out and say that. The same tech people that Nike has on staff to come up with this bot creation shit, they got tech friends who don't work for Nike. And they'll come up with a workaround as soon as Nike cooks something up in about three or four months. So it may work for a brief second. And then uh, we'll give it some time and they're going to smash whatever bot that Nike, bot protection that Nike has or Adidas or whoever else wants to come up with their own bot protection. So I, I say instead of waiting on Nike to fix it, uh, just adapt to the times, man. Like it's, it's a whole new time when it comes to getting hype shoes. And like, so either you can either complain about how things should be or thrive and how they are. So I'd rather thrive. Uh, don't wait on Nike to save you with them bots because you're going to keep getting let down on that sneakers app, dude. But no, it's not going to work because somebody will come right behind them to smash it. It's a wrap. What about you, Lock? I'm on a second with AB saying, hell no, it's not going to work. Nike doesn't really care about the bots because at the end of the day, their shoes are selling out now. Shoes that wouldn't even sell out are selling out. 
So they're getting that money regardless. So they could care less who's getting the shoe, who's paying for the shoe. They don't care if it's a damn CPU paying for the shoe. They could care less. It's making their product even better because now they can say every shoe we put out sold out, which we know that would never happen. These shoes would be sitting on the shelves. You would be able to go in the store and get these shoes. So the bot is definitely not going to work because they're not losing out on nothing. They are still winning. Actually, they're winning even more. What about you, Luke? Yeah, I don't think it's going to affect too much. Uh, second in the reason in the lock just said that like Nike doesn't really have a vested interest in stopping it. Like if this is this is making their company more valuable. Like every time we drop, everything's gone and people are creating a frenzy online on how to get these various shoes that usually wouldn't even make noise. Like I'm not trying to stop that. That's business. Like you may try to put the perception out there that you want to stop because it's probably illegal in some facet of what they do from a monopoly standpoint. But from a standpoint of uh, my business and growing it and making sure that I'm effective for the next couple of years, I have no reason to stop this if I'm Nike. Like, niggas still getting shoes, right? Yeah. yeah. Far between, but they getting them for sure. They getting shoes. Like, that's what I, I sell shoes if I'm Nike. Like, I can't, I don't know if they can uh, impact the market in the sense of like AB said, if, as soon as they stop it, somebody gonna figure out another way around that. Like, so you either got to adjust to how it is now as opposed to wondering, wishing you could go get it. I think it's worsened. And AB, you can attest to this, mainly because of the resale market. You got StockX, you got GOAT. It encourages everybody, complete novices, to try to go in and, to, and participate and get some resale money. Those resale platforms made it easier to even flip those shoes. It's the easiest process in the world, man. It creates the feeling that only a privileged few People can get sneakers like in our group chats and stuff. You know, Locke has been very successful and AB has been very successful. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So in turn, we always say you guys get the sneakers and nobody else gets them because you guys have the trash your shoe size. Like your shoe sizes are trash. But in turn, you go down size, you know, like my size and loose size, you know, it's a little bit more of a demand for that size. But I'm telling you, I think what people are going to do is create a, a wave of something that's not as sought after. I remember in the early 2000s, we were all wearing Air Force Ones and we would go to these stores and you'll see Jordans. I'm talking about retail sitting on shelves, super shelf shoes. So I think that we'll see that by the next year, maybe another shoe like New Balance will come through and drop a shoe, which they're doing this current year. People are fed up. I have a question for you guys though, real quick and then we'll move on to the next topic. If Nike released how many sneakers of each release was available, would that make you feel better about attempting to get the sneakers? No, no, because because and, and just to put some numbers to it, a GR release is usually right at about a million. Like they sold a million of those black uh, 11s that came out last year, mm. and I know people that didn't that couldn't hit on them. So it 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 doesn't really matter if you look at a hype shoe like some of them off whites that they may be fifty thousand of those. Nobody can hit on those. So it's like, it, it really doesn't matter if there's hype and demand, it's going to be hard to get unless they make 5 million pairs, which is not going to happen. That wouldn't be smart on their end. So yeah, nah, it, it wouldn't demand make Demand is there, why wouldn't it be smart? Because then, because then you lose the cool factor. If everybody has it, you lose the cool factor. That's yeah. the problem with that. If they sit on shelves, like if you go in and you see some 11 sitting on shelves and they going on clearance and stuff like that, like that's a bad look. The way they have it running now, it's so hard to get shoes that when you, you're trying for stuff that you just think is maybe okay, and you're paying full price for a shoe that you 
really don't even want like that, but you're so frustrated by not getting anything else, you're picking up a second place shoe, which normally you wouldn't have done that. So now they're selling the first place hype shoes and the second place lower shoes. All of them are selling now. So that, and you have the cool factor, you're sought after, that's priceless. And Jay, you think that second place shoe is gonna make more of a uprise in 2021 because oh, people are gonna stop looking for the yeah. number one shoe? That too, and or they're just gonna go a completely different way. You remember back in the day, we would wear like some different shoes just on the strength of just not wearing what everybody else is wearing. So that's why you saw Vans came to fruition. That's when you saw weird shoes like Ultra Boost because everybody was wearing a specific shoe. There will be a trend towards another shoe. And I think that will happen by, you know, anytime everybody gets out and uh, this, you know, this COVID vaccine is around. People so are you, outside. You think it's another version of Vans coming out? Not, like not necessarily that, but yeah, it'll be something in that realm where you can get a bunch of different colorways and everybody loves, you know, being comfortable. I think it's going more towards a comfortable wave compared to, you know, like sneakers and like, you know, like basketball sneakers. Mm. It, it, so it, similar to what Crocs have done. Mm. Yeah, but it won't be enough to move. It won't be enough to scare Nike though. Like they're in a position, Nike's the same people who, who told Kanye he can walk because they didn't want to give him ownership or percentage you know what i'm saying they'll do the same thing for anybody else they, they told dion and now nah, we, we don't need you on our shit you know what i'm saying like they told kg we don't want to lower the price so he walked nike looks at it like they need us more than we need them and that may bite them in the ass eventually but not anytime soon though they took the reason one. that they felt so comfortable saying that to them is because they had a street shoe that retailed for 90 bucks in the air force one and you can put out any color and people still wearing it it's just another shoe that you can come out and put a bunch of different colors with and you can collab with some people. And I think Adidas, fear of God, will find out a way to kind of do something very similar. I think, it, I'm telling you, man, ebbs and flows, man. And I think this is the downside coming up with Nike. I think it's going to be their down year in 2022, for sure. Shit. Yeah, right. They still got Travis. Let's move on to the last fresher than your average topic. What has COVID-19 done in your wardrobe? Now, some of us, some of us, for sure, have been in the house for a better part of 15 months. In turn, if you follow the pandemic guidelines, you were in the house most of that time. Let's talk about it. What COVID-19 has done for your wardrobe? We'll start off with the good things, and then we'll end things with the bad things. Let's start with some good. AB, what you got? Um, and I, Like I spoke earlier, it's made me adapt to this way of sneakers. It's made me adapt to the way we cop now. You know what I'm saying? So I, I've hit on some good shoes. I, it's the, here's the thing. This is what you got to do. If you really, if you in the sneakers, like for real, for real, you're not going to hit on the joints that you want. So waiting and only going for the things that you want, it's not going to work. You have to go for things that can get you money to go and buy the stuff that you actually want. That's just the name of the game, man. I don't, I didn't create the rules. I'm just playing the game. And so during the pandemic, I can't complain too much because I've been, I've had fairly decent luck with sneakers and with Adidas and hitting on shit. So I, I, I can't, I can't be too mad. I flipped some stuff to go and buy the joints that I actually want. So the pandemic has been good to me in that sense that I've learned to just say, fuck it, adapt to the new way of copping shit. And uh, it's been working for me decently so far. I can dig that. I can dig that lock. What you got? The good thing the pandemic had done for me is it's fat in my pockets. I didn't see no reason to go out and just cop hella shit and I wasn't going nowhere. 
yeah, I grabbed a few items here and there. I grabbed a few shoes, but nothing like it would have been if we would have been outside. Because think about it. What was necessarily hot a year, 15 months ago, might not necessarily be the go-to now. Like you guys talked about in Fresh Average all the time. Look at jeans. Well, if you caught some jeans 15 months ago, they were going to be more fitted. Now you got guys walking around in baggy jeans. So those jeans that I bought 15 months ago, it's like, if you're trying to keep up with the style of what they're doing, which you're not going to catch me into those baggy jeans. I'm going to stay with my jeans. They kind of fit me kind of nice, but it's just the times change so much. And in the 15 month period, I didn't see the need to just constantly cop, cop, cop. So I grabbed some stuff, but the best thing that happened for me, it just fattened my pockets even more. Where you at Lou? Uh, preservation. Uh, the thing, the good thing that I would say is a lot of stuff that I got that I, just had that I ain't even had nowhere to wear it to. So it's just sitting there and I got, I ain't gonna say collecting dust, you know, you make sure you take care of your shit, but I know I got a lot of shit stockpiled and I ain't even got to touch it. So that was a good thing. And and it ain't no shit like what Locke say, where you say you gotta change it for the seasons. It don't really lose this. I got like some shoes, you know, just some good joints, some nice pieces. So that's been the best thing for me. I ain't even think about that though. Yeah, that's a like, good point. I got a lot of shit sitting that, that you know, that ain't gonna, go out with a phase anything like that and just sitting there like I especially if it's shoes that means yeah. when you do bring them out they'll have more of a retro vibe but they'll be crispy though because you mm -hmm. ain't you ain't rocked them it's a fact now on the other side of that to start the other one jay i ain't even did mine though slim oh, okay my <laughs> you're right because <laughs> <laughs> i it, it, it tied directly in but you know no, i'm with you i'm with you um my good man is i perfected this cozy lifestyle man it's unprecedented I'm Croc Voorhees, you know what I'm saying? I'm Crocter J, man. I didn't choose Croc this Croc Jesus. lifestyle, man. It chose me. I'm a, listen, it's a game changer. If you don't have a pair, I'll buy anybody on this Zoom a pair. I got you, Lot. That's I don't it. got a pair. Yeah, listen, you too. They, they coming in the mail. Listen, I guarantee you buy one pair, you're gonna want another pair. Not only the client, I'm the Croc president, dude. We're gonna get you squared away too, Luke. Hey, hey, AB, attest to this, attest to this. I, listen, I, I got a random package in the mail. I was like, man, what is this? <laughs> they were Crocs from J-Hove himself. I was like, look, I'll try them out, man. I, I, don't, I was skeptical. I'm wearing them right now. I haven't taken them off since I opened that package. I'm gonna keep it a stack. Well, I'll be waiting on my package then. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They don't point in the crib, I can't front. I, that's what's gonna be my question. So are you wearing them outside of the crib though, AB? No, nah, I'm not, nah, nah, nah. They, they for carpet only. Okay. Mm. I have not transitioned to moving around as much as I thought I would in the Crocs, but I, I put them to the dirt. Now, listen, I'm going to back to Publix on my Publix run. I'm in these bitches. I have mm. on a pair right now, dog. Yeah, they fire though. I ain't gonna lie, they fire. Listen, in the mail, both pair. I guarantee. You. Watch, you're gonna be like, man, you know, I don't I believe you right now. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I don't believe you. You need more people, and I, I believe you'll send them. I just don't believe the Crocs. No, I already know. I already know. It's good. Just wait. Just you wait. In a couple of days, you're going to be like, damn, what is this? Um, Let's move on to the bad, fellas. Kick it off with you, AB. What's bad? Uh, The delays in shipping. Like, I don't know what, bro. I hit on a pair of Amy uh, Leon Doré, if that's how you even fucking pronounce it. I hit on a pair of New Balances in August. They just started shipping them. I still don't have a tracking number, bro. I repeat. August of 2020. Now, to be fair, they are part of the spring collection and they were supposed to be here about February. I don't have mine, bro. That's nuts, fam. 
I copped some Kid Cudi merch when his album dropped in December. The projected shipping date was February. We are almost in April. Ask me, do I have my Kid Cudi merch? No, I don't have my Kid Cudi merch. And I ordered a hoodie because in December it was cold. Nigga, it's about to be 100 degrees where I'm at. So, like, everybody not in Cali, you know what I'm saying? You can get away with a hoodie in Cali. It's humidity where we at. You know what I'm saying? So these hoodies and crew necks, they don't work in the summer <laughs> like they may on the West Coast, fam. We can't pull that off down here in the South. So I'm tight about that. Uh, but the shipping delays have been trash. My, my Big Sean merch took forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, bro, that COVID is fucking up the shipping on a lot of stuff, man. And that's trash. So that's that's probably the, my bad with this shit. I can dig that. I can dig that. Uh, Lot, what you got? I agree with AB. Uh, the shipping has been terrible, but I'm gonna, it's gonna go back to the first question we talked about. It has made sneakers even harder because you have the older generation who were still getting up every morning, going to the store to get shoes for their kids or for themselves. They realize that now, oh, it's an app to get a shoe? I don't gotta roll out of bed to get the shoe? So now you go from possibly 50 to 60% of people trying to get shoes on the app and fight the bots to 100% of people trying to get the shoe through the app and it just made it even harder. Yes, the box were out before COVID, I understand that, but it shined a light on the people who were not app savvy and didn't realize that I could roll over at nine o'clock in the morning and just press a button and then roll back over and get a shoe. It just made it that much harder. So I think the COVID allowed more people and brought more attention and awareness to, damn, I ain't gotta go in the store to get this shoe. I just get it online or get it through the app. Great fucking point. And see, and that that that's when you got to hit up Mom Dukes and have and put that sneakers app on our smartphone. <laughs> put your save your size, save your payment method and your shipping address on her phone and say, "Hey, Mom, when I shoot you this text, just go ahead and hit that buy button for your boy, and go ahead and put your name in the hat." <laughs> gotta adapt. It's trash, but we gotta adapt. Back though. Lou, you were trying to get this point off, man. What's your bad? Yeah, and then you went all the way back around the round table. I appreciate that. I was trying to give you a hint. This nigga went all the way back around. <laughs> nice job, host. Uh, no, mine was uh, in the same token of having shit preserved. You you break shit out when you don't even really be that serious. You're going nowhere. Like, you're throwing on, like, your fresh kicks to go to the store. Nigga, go to the barbershop fresh than a motherfucker with some exclusive kicks so just because you ain't wore that shit nowhere you don't want to just sit in the closet so that was the the, the flip side of that just throwing shit on motherfucker be like damn bro where you going i get get a haircut like what <laughs> so that's hey, the uh, you sound like jerome when he on on snowfall, oh, snowfall. <laughs> dressed like a motherfucker <laughs> nigga going in public fully full suited and booted like damn where you going bro Damn, ran up here real quick. <laughs> right, just get some juice from the store real quick. Target, nigga. Yeah. Have like, have you been like me, for example? And I talked to all you guys throughout the entire pandemic. Lou was the person that was moving the most. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, I got to get out of the house and turn no, your. No, I ain't say got to get out of the house. No, 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 you no, know no, no. Get out of the house When like I say that. get out of the house, I'm saying you're going to the grocery store oh, yeah, more facts. than everybody. That's getting out of the house. I live in a small, I live in the outskirts too, though. So the outbreaks, I monitor all of the numbers and shit. The outbreaks weren't big where I was. And I'm always masked up. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to the store. I'm still doing date night with my girl. We travel. I'm all of that. That's all I'm saying, dog. Yeah. You know I'm saying you, you gotta live your life, bro. That weak ass point. I'm pulling <laughs> you gotta live your life, bro. <laughs> that's true. And that's true. That's true. Uh, my bad, man, was 
having all of these sneakers that I got, it's time to get rid of them, man. You look, you know, um, around. And I haven't put on a pair of jeans 12 months, 13 months. You know That's what I'm saying? Nice. I cop things through the, not even put on a pair of jeans, dog. You know what I'm saying? And I cop shit. At the, listen, at the end of 2019, thinking, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm going to get this shit off, Slim. I'm going to get this off. And now, you know, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of the game, right? Now I see cats 15 months later rocking the shit that I was going to get off in January, February 2020. It's quiet. I've only wore, like, pantsuits to a funeral, dog. And I'm about to pop back out, but it ain't going to be the same, man. You know what I'm saying? So... It hurt me, you know what I'm saying, seeing people get these fits off that I was planning to getting off in 2020. They getting them off in 2021, and it don't oh, hit the God. same. It ain't going to hit the same, dog. I'm well, the city, the city back open for you now. Oh, it's Asheville getting open. Was so I'm open popping out. last night, nigga. I'm popping out. I'm Damn. Popping out. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, hey, man, before we close things out, like I said, typically right now, we would just do a random pop culture topic because we really don't get to talk about those on our respective shows but we wanted to switch it up a little bit man you spoke about being in the house uh, a lot of people was kind of cooped up um just waiting on things to pass and uh mental health was like a big focus on t- in 2020 man so we want to keep that going for 2021 got a very interesting topic though man this is related to dads right so i had a conversation with my guys off air as we talk regularly and so a very interesting situation with me came up where I came up in a single family, single parent household, right? So my parents divorced when I was seven and I hadn't talked to my dad since then. And so ever since my brother passed away about two years ago, I was like, man, I kind of want to reconnect. So I'm getting ready to start the process of looking for him and trying to kind of reconnect. So I want to get everybody's kind of just random thoughts on does anybody think this is a bad idea? For, for the most part, I've gotten a lot of, man, yeah, you should do that. But I want to know, I, I'll start from the top. Lou, good idea, bad idea, looking for long lost dad. Uh, I think it's a good idea. Um, I grew up as well in a single parent household. I didn't grow up with my dad. I mean, of course, I always knew who he was and had different interactions with him. But I didn't develop a close relationship with my dad until I was at least like 20 years old. Um, and it was probably one of the best things that I've done. And I don't know if he was around when I had grown up, if I'd had the same relationship with him, but it, I didn't go into a relationship in my twenties, like using that back. So I left all of that behind like, Hey, I'm what I thought was a man then at that point. And you know, you're a man. So let's just go on from here. I don't got no grudges or anything because one of the most valuable things that I've learned in, in my years and, and as, I, as, I've, as I've gotten older is the aspect of talking to older black men. Like if it's your dad, if this is someone that's been through like where you trying to navigate to, just like having like regular conversations with them because coming up in a single parent household, that's what you miss. Mom's working all the time. You kind of like on an island by yourself and you kind of interact with your friends, but you don't get that interaction from older black men. And as I got older, 20 with my dad and even now, so I like seek those out. And that's probably one of the best things that I've added to my life, just being able to use different information that you get from them having conversations. And you realize some of the shit that you're going through, like it ain't just you, it's, it's normal. Like black men go through that shit all the time and just getting advice, not necessarily that you have to heed from it or follow it exactly, but just hearing another perspective always seems to help me sometimes. So I think that's the most valuable aspect of it. Not taking any baggage in it, just going to it, reaching out and be like, hey, like, 
another black man to talk to that has some knowledge about different situations that I may not. How so often how do you talk it. though? I, I talk to my, it's not, it's not as the last pandemic hit his family and he's been trying to take care of home and stuff. So it hasn't been as often as we would like, but I usually talk to my dad at least once or twice a month. Okay. Yeah, for sure. so it's, it's pretty normal, recent. Jay, where you at on this topic, man? Should I reach out or, or, or no? Should I skip that? Man, you got to do it, man. You got to do it just like everybody else that talk. You know, I'm the product of a single parent household myself. My dad was in the city, you know, but he didn't do shit for me. I've talked about that to nauseam. I've also told him there's no smoke, though, with him at all, because I understand now as an adult why that happened. Um, my brothers were basically my fathers. They raised me, you know, two 20 year olds, knuckleheads, you know, fucking up like, you know, everybody else do. But I did have an uncle in my life, but relationship wasn't the best. Wasn't the best at all to say the least. So, and Luke can attest to this, our entire block in our neighborhood growing up, wasn't a father in sight, maybe two max in the entire neighborhood. So we basically raised each other. Then you go to college and it's a totally different atmosphere. Medlock, Coach Penny, and they're two totally different human beings compared to the people that we grew up around. You know why though? Because they had a positive male role model in their life, like Lou attested to. So not adults out here basically making mistakes and kind of figuring out the way. It's real educated fathers in the world. So can kind of teach you to do some things to be a man. And I had a close relationship with Locke's dad. So I would tell Locke this all the time, dog. I wish I would met him when I was 15 years old because just to kind of bounce those ideas, but meeting him as an adult, I cultivated a lot of relationships with him and just some intimate things, man, that we talked about that kind of helped me out as far as maturing as an adult. So half of the maturing that I did as an adult has a lot to do with Locke's dad, for sure. Speaking of that, Locke, talk to me, man. What you think, bro? Um, The funny thing about it is that how y'all mentioned that on y'all's block, y'all don't know dads there. Really, everybody I knew in my neighborhood, they didn't have their fathers either. I had a guy a little across the street from me. He didn't have a father. Um, uh, B. Hogan, y'all know, lived up the street. I'm in high school, right? He lived down the street. He didn't have his father in his life. But personally and family-wise, everybody had their father. My cousin, he was my uncle. He was in their lives on both sides. All the uncles on my mother's side, they were all there. So from my perspective, that was the norm. Everybody had their father in their lives, so it was nothing out of the norm to for them to have their father around and growing up. And it's one of those things where as a kid, you really don't understand how important it is. Because, you know, as a kid, when you're growing up, when you're going to stuff and your parents try to come, you're like, no, nah, I don't want you to come to that. But looking back at it, it's all it's a blessing to have. You know, and my dad was follow figures for a lot of people like he was for Jay. I had other friends. He would do the same thing with them and they would come and talk to him. And you don't really realize how blessed you are until you get old and you start looking back at it of all the experience and wisdom and knowledge that he gave you. So so your question, uh, Chris, I would reach out to him because at the end of the day, he has some wisdom that you don't know that you can't get because he's older. Just some stuff we learn we can't get because we're not old enough. Just like kids younger than us, no matter what they know, we know some more things than they do because we've been around longer and seen a lot more than them. I guess I guess I'll play devil's advocate just because you look at a situation where it's like, what do I get out of this? 
I'm already a grown man. You know, I mean, I didn't become a statistic. I had a super mom, thankfully. So none of us are here are statistics in the in a bad way. So then what do you what do I get out of reaching out to somebody as a grown ass man that I haven't seen in 30 years? Um, to me, history. Mm. At the end of the day, he can tell you some things about the family, you know, or just knowledge. He gives you some knowledge. And, you know, you don't want to look up and because at the end of the day, inevitably, our parents are going to pass away. We all going to be mad about it. We're not going to be happy about it. We're going to be sad. So you don't want that to happen. And then you look back and say, what if? Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the, that's one of the things my dad that he always told me There's something you want to do, do it. That way you don't look back in the future and say, I mean, in the past and say, man, what if I'd have done this? What if I'd have tried to do this? At least you can say you tried it. If it doesn't work out or go as you planned, fine. You won't have no recollection or no question about what if. Yeah. I know it gets tricky, man. I'm a, uh, but I think I'm going to go ahead and reach out just to see. Yeah. And plus, I, it helps I ain't got really no malice like it. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom's never spoke ill. She just kind of is a is what it is type person. And you just kind of make do with what you got. So there's no malice. Like I said, we ended up straight. So uh, I guess I'll shoot him an email or something. I got the work email. We'll see how that go. I'm going to keep y'all posted on that shit. That's funny. I think also, too, to answer your question as far as what you get out of it, you could look at that two ways and say, hey, what, what are you going into it looking for? Like you said, like just like you said, you're not a statistic. You've done very well for yourself as a young man. And like you don't you don't have to go into it looking. And I, I know you and you're not. Uh, just to, to put it out there, you don't have to go into it asking him for anything. So you do have that benefit of being able to go into it with just like an open mind. Like, hey, I'm, I just want to know you as a if, if that's what you're looking for. But to me, it would be I just want to know you as a man. Like, where did I come from? What are your, some of your perspectives on stuff? And again, like I alluded to when I when I laid it off, like just having those conversations with people outside of our friend group, just like people that are older than you, just people that you're able to bounce stuff off of, agree, disagree, like their perspective or not. It's just always, for me, it's just interesting and it's expanded my thought process so much is like being able to bounce stuff off of older guys, like David, per se, like that we know Chris, or just anyone of that age that you may not agree with everything that they say, but you know that you know they're well off and can talk to a lot of different stuff and have opinions. So I, that would be the thing for me, just being able to get another perspective. Yeah, I agree as well. Just like even when I would talk to Locke's dad, it would be questions about things that happened before. Like we all know, like life repeats itself. So the same things that we're struggling from, they struggle back in the day. We can get past that together. You just don't want to wake up regretting anything. Only thing worse than death is a regret-filled coffin, dog. J. Cole said that the best. So in turn, you don't want to regret waking up being in a situation where you 100% regret not reaching out to him. So you got to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's also one of those things too, real quick before we wrap it up, like you, cause on the flip side, I got some people in my ear. It's like, man, is it really worth it? Like, because you can't really miss what you never had, so to speak. So it's like, if you don't really feel any type of way about it, like there's no closure necessarily needed that you really know of, then kind of what's the, it's like, why? And I mean, you know what I'm saying? Cause it could go no left. disrespect, No disrespect to the people that you're talking to. If somebody tell you like, they don't need that, you don't need to talk to them no more because they don't know what the hell they talking about. You need to reach out to your dad, dog. That's trash. Whoever told you that, stop talking to them about life shit because they don't know what the fuck they talking about. <laughs> but talk. yeah, because 
That yeah, I I, well, I wouldn't take that hard a stance as Jay, but I agree. Like the saying, what you get from it, like you're not going into it looking for anything though. Like you have that benefit. Like you ain't gotta be like, well, why would I do this? You just curious. Like there's yeah. nothing wrong with being curious. I think as black men, we get this thing where we act like we can't ask questions and we can't be curious about stuff that we don't know about and we like to. And then I just, I'm not picking on you specifically, but I'm talking about us. Like we like to like think we know everything and stuff. So it's good to ask questions. Or even if you not even approaching it with malice, I'm not saying that you would do this, but to have a real conversation, I'd be like, man, what would you want, dude? <laughs> like real talk. I've asked my daddy that shit before. Like, what would you want, dude? Like, cause I couldn't imagine walking away and not having this or that going on. And you get a lot of answers from that. And, and, I preference the conversation by saying I'm not mad or anything. I'm just trying to like really understand like what was you on? What was it like back then? What drove you to the choices that you made? Mm. And that shit was very, very, for my mindset, it was very beneficial. Like not just that I was looking for anything from it, but just be like, oh, okay. And it kind of humanizes the situation a little bit. Yeah, we've all been in relationships. We all know what's going on in life. And as an adult talking to a man not leading with that conversation. I think that's something that happens a little yeah, bit yeah. later. But in turn, yeah, ask that nigga, like, hey. Like, yeah, hey. it was like, you're right, Jay, that's a great point. It was like a year and a half, yeah. two years into my dad's relationship when I reunited with him. But definitely, that's a good conversation to have. I promise you're going to get so much perspective from it. Like, oh, really? Dang. And at the end of the day, we all know our moms. The best, like dead ass. AB, your mom, Lou, your mom. Two of the greatest ladies ever. My mom, great fucking lady, right? But in turn, Thanks. as an adult now that we've been in relationships and we know women, hey, be like, I get it. You understand? Yeah, it could exactly. be a situation as to where some shit might go left. But in turn, you did leave a kid out here unattended. That was some bitch ass shit. But <laughs> yeah, but but it is a situation where you understand. Back then, it wasn't as shunned upon. Now, if I have friends and I take care of their kids, I don't answer their phone. Not even cool with you no more. Yeah, not, not even cool. I'm not even cool you know with you. Yeah. yeah, so in terms of, you, back then, it was rotary phones and shit. People didn't really understand what was going on. But now, understand, like, I think all of us would be great fathers. You know what I'm saying? So in turn, just off the mistakes that our dads did, whoever told you not to reach out, dead ass, don't talk to them about life shit. Because they don't understand real shit. Or they probably had their that's, dead That's some bad advice right there. That's terrible that's fucking advice. advice. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I got y'all for, man. Hey, we gonna keep it, hey, and uh, we gonna keep you updated too, man. Shout out to the listeners, um, the Real Veal supporters out there. Again, took a little minute with the mashup, but don't worry, we'll be back sooner than the last time. It won't take this long to run another one back. You're going to get to know the personalities of Realville. Um, so, but no, good advice, though. And I like that we switching it up, man, putting some real shit at the end, man. Yeah, you know I mean, people need that right through this gap right here. Thanks. Till the next time, man. Of course, uh, appreciate everybody tapping in. Make sure you go to youtube.com slash Realville. Make sure you subscribe. Go to all the shows, Realville pages. Uh, we got the IG coming very soon. Uh, man, go to patreon.com slash Realville to support the Real with bonus content. Until next time, man, I'll be seeing y'all fellas, all right? We out. We out.